Welcome, Cackalack Panthers Chat fam. Yesterday, right after we finished recording our podcast, we found out the news about Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin. For those of you that don't know, during the course of the game, DeMar Hamlin made a hit on one of the Bengals players. Immediately after that hit, he stood up and then collapsed to the ground. In the minutes and hours, and now day later, we found out that DeMar had suffered a cardiac arrest right there on the field. With the help of the emergency medical team there at the Cincinnati Bengals Stadium, DeMar was revived through CPR and the use of an automated external defibrillator. We now know that he is in critical, but we understand to be improving condition. He is sedated and on a ventilator, but we are hopeful that he will make a full recovery. The purpose of this opening is just to say that from all of us at the Cackalack Panthers Chat podcast, our thoughts are with him and his family, and we are wishing Damar a speedy and full recovery. Welcome to the Cackalack Panthers Chat Podcast, coming to you quasi-live from the Gate City. Folks, we are the official, unofficial Carolina Panthers Podcast. The statements made on this show do not necessarily represent the opinions of those individuals making them. Opinions may change on the fly, after conscious deliberation, or for no reason whatsoever. And finally, as Mel likes to remind us, we are grossly unqualified to give our opinions on professional football players but we in no way let that stop us or even give us pause. My name is Adam. I am one of your four hosts tonight. I have here with me BK, Will Stradamas, and Mel. Are you all ready to get started? I'm ready. ready. Let's do it. All right, BK, who is tonight's sponsor? Thanks, Adam. Tonight's podcast is sponsored by the Panthers defensive backs. When being on the field is all you're looking for. Yeah, they sucked. I couldn't help but think, watching the game, I'm like, if J.C. Horn or even, um, um, what's his name that we lost early Dante. in the season? Dante was on yeah. the field, man. Mike Evans is not going for 200-plus and three touchdowns. You know? That was insane. That was sad. In one time, I saw the second, I think it was the second touchdown, and I went, is that a replay? Yeah. No, that's, oh, that's a new, that's a, that's an entirely new touchdown? Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was like the same play. Oh, yeah. that was, it, it was, was crazy. All right, well, we've kind of already gotten into it, but uh, how we do this week, man? Oh, we lost big time. Wow. <laughs> and you nailed it on the first try, too. Yeah, yeah. It, was a, it was a pretty embarrassing loss, not because of, you know they didn't put a 50-burger on the Panthers or anything, but it sure felt like that uh, with Mike Evans having those three long touchdowns on us. Um, it was, uh, it was a pretty miserable game, um, which sucks because it was looking good, uh, as, as we started off there, um, started really hot, but just could not, could not keep that up. And I guess, um, the deficiency at cornerback, uh, was always going to be a problem. That was, it's, I, I just, I remember watching Chin hit JC Horn, uh, last week, and I knew immediately that he broke his freaking wrist or whatever it was, and I knew that that was gonna really 
impact our season pretty significantly and I think it did um yesterday uh you just you, you can't let a receiver torch you like that and it wasn't even you know it was it was just three three big plays and he just kind of ran right by both Keith Taylor and CJ Henderson Darnold played all right three turnovers um, not great, um, not terrible. Other than that, he probably had his best game of the season. Uh, had some had some good passes in there. You know, looking forward to the day when none of these guys are are starting. Um, <laughs> and and that's, that's well said. That's well said. That's that's really all I have to say. Our, our you know our offensive line was not was not great. Couldn't run the ball particularly well. Um, defense was absolutely putrid. No, none of our star players showed up except i, I think dj um, yeah. was really the only one that helped us out brian burns was a no-show um Derek brown was a no-show uh yater gross matos had a couple of good plays in there but that's really all i can say about the game i think it, it stunk yeah it 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 was one of those things where like i knew from the beginning i didn't want to get too high up you know when we were up 14 because i thought man this is going to be a fight and um and we just didn't have the legs at the end of the game. Uh, you know, one of the things that I had been, I think, complaining about Darnold and and the way that he plays is falling too far back in the pocket and um, really opening himself up to getting sacks and untimely points in the game. And he did that for sure in this game. Um, you mentioned the turnovers. I think there was a fumble off the butt of one of our guys. And then um, – there was the bad snap. There was the bad snap. Yeah. He, to be fair, he was not ready for that snap. So no, that seems no, like true. it was on the that's center. True. He just didn't recover it like he probably should have. He tried to make an athletic play and totally flubbed that. But yeah. and then there were the two. It was two. Uh, no, it was one interception, and then he got crushed by. Uh, I don't know if it was Vita. I think it was Vita Vea yeah, that just it was. destroyed Icky and came right in and knocked the ball out immediately. I mean, yeah. I don't put that one as much on him either. But. Yeah, Icky, Icky's not been playing that great, man, compared to where he was earlier in the season, which is kind of crazy. Looks like he's regressed a little bit. Um, you know, hopefully he'll he'll clean that up for next season. But uh, yeah, I think I saw something where he he graded out at like a sixty nine or like the last six or seven games or something like that. And so not not really when you want to be having your worst games at the end of the season. You know, really when you want to be having your best games. And it just everything everything was riding on that game. You know, we're now out of the playoffs. Um, and had we won, I think there's a really good chance that we could have beaten New Orleans next week and, and gone on into the playoffs and kind of salvaged a, a pretty terrible season overall. But um, hey, we're here. Well, it was just our luck, too, that um, the Bucks got all their starters back for our game. I mean, Vita Vea, he was, he was, gang- he was right down to the – I think they were still missing several starters. I think Antoine – Winfield Jr. was he? St- they're missing their star cornerback, whoever that is. Uh, still missing some pieces on the line, um, but other than that, they're you know, I, I don't know if they were significantly more or less injured than the Panthers were. Yeah, I, I think everyone said all that really needs to be said. The bottom line was we were in it till the very end, although our biggest problem was not being able to convert when we needed to. I mean, the start of the game was absolutely fantastic. And I thought, wow, we, we might do this, but the whole time when you're playing against Tom Brady, and I hate to say this, but you know, you have to be up by more than a touchdown 
when there's any time left in the fourth oh, yeah. quarter. And when we had opportunities, we didn't take advantage of them. And I think that's the biggest, you know, takeaway. I mean, even with getting torched three times in just an obscene way, I mean, each of those, it, 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 it was just terrible to see. Cause I mean, even the last one, I think Henderson started like 15 yards off of him and it wasn't even as though there was like some great fake move. He just blew by him and kept going, and that was it. It was like what what effort was put into stopping that? Um, and then you know we we made this whole thing about re-signing Josh Norman and then never used him. Mm-hmm. Which again, you know, he's making coffee last weekend. Is he going to be better than a guy who's been playing all year? I don't know. But at the same time, with how things were going, I don't see how he could have been worse. How, why not try something, um, which was a little bit frustrating. But, you know, Will, you said Darnold didn't play his worst game. I mean, when you look at his stats, they they weren't terrible. He threw for, like, almost 350 mm-hmm. yards, three touchdowns. His three touchdown passes were fantastic mm-hmm. passes. I mean, they were flashes of, like, whoa, that was awesome. But, Adam, I think this weekend, you know, you've, you've been very critical of Darnold not being able to – um, make the plays when he has to, or making mistakes when it, you know, when it really counts. And I think that this weekend that was absolutely he, the case. He just doesn't seem good under pressure. He no, he's not. No, he's definitely. And that's where not. I think PJ is better, just from what I've seen, than Darnold. He's better under pressure. <laughs> doesn't seem. <laughs> Either yeah. way, it was it was frustrating. You know, the the crazy and wild thing is that, except for the last game of the year because we were in it technically until the last play of this game. So it's astounding with the season that we've had that we literally will only have one game where we are out of playoff contention, which is crazy. Yeah, true. Very true. That's that that's that's the takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sad but true. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well well we were just talking about this here in the studio slash basement, but uh just to pick on you a little bit because a few podcasts ago you had said that you had predicted the Panthers win over Seattle. And I think I had said, I don't think it you did. But you said that you did with some caveats. So I thought we could listen back to the podcast at the point in time in which you made your prediction about the Seattle game and just and just see what you think. Always had our number. I do not expect a win. Um, like I said, I, I think the playbook the playbook is going to open up for Darnold. Um, I could I I think if we are going to be competitive, I don't think it can just be run the ball fifty times and ask Darnold to throw for a hundred. Which I'm pretty sure that's what we did. Yeah, years. I think he's going to need to throw between twenty five and thirty times if we're if we're going to win the game. Um, I. You know, he really needs to keep it clean. Uh, I, I expect at least one interception to be thrown by him. I, I think that the the, um, the defense is definitely going to snag one. Um, and although, you know, and, and that being said, I, I think he will probably put up somewhere between 250 to 300 yards. Uh, I still think Seattle is going to take home the win. Probably, I, I think they'll probably manage to drop 30-plus points on us, and, and we might we might manage 21. Wow. Okay. Uh, so you think Sam Darnold could put up 300 yards and we still lose and they score This is the part where you double points. down. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, 
I think all of what I said was accurate, minus I, the win part and yeah. the interception. Uh, I, oh, oh, no, I, I don't know. I don't know. How many how we, many passes we, did he throw, and how many yards did he throw I'd, for? I'd have to look back at that, but if I recall correctly, I think we ran it 44 times in that game. So that was the plan, to beat Seattle. <laughs> it's just... just, <laughs> just it's bad. This is this is the unfortunate is the... thing of having things recorded. Well, <laughs> I just had to rag on you a little bit, man. I thought it was funny, dude. So to to have that there, you know, I'm sure. There's, and there's been a pattern here lately. We win one really big, then we drop it. Yeah. Then we win one, and it just it's been so up and down. It's just... Well, I, I hated it this week because I knew if Will predicted a win, that meant a loss, and uh, that just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That kind of set us up for, uh, for Thanks, failure Will. there. Should, I said they should win because Tampa Bay sucks, and Tampa Bay does still suck, and it's just we just dropped the game. Yeah, You know, I, I will say, I think that's the frustrating thing. Although we underperformed and didn't make plays when we had to, it wasn't as though I left the game thinking, man, Tampa was so good. We just couldn't compete. I think that's why this was even more frustrating because we couldn't make the plays, but it wasn't as though Tampa was like so overwhelmingly good. No, I mean, they, they had, you know, the two best players at their position on the field. And that's, that's ultimately what mattered in Tom yeah. Brady and Mike Evans. So, I mean, Mike Evans, I mean, you know, I, I think it was your point earlier, BK. Like, he's not a moves guy. He's just a huge receiver with decent speed. And once he gets over the top of you, that's it, man. I mean, it, it, all we saw was CJ and Keith Taylor, like, chasing him all yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, if you if y'all remember back to the first game where we beat Tampa, there was a play where Evans got wide oh, open. yes. It, yes. Like early on in the game, and he just dropped, dropped it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. just dropped it. Because otherwise, it would have been another. Otherwise, one of those. it was going to be another one of those. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, should it have been surprising? Maybe we should have been expecting that. Maybe our back should have backed off twenty-five yards instead of fifteen. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All right, BK. It's going to be a short podcast this week. Not much to talk about this Panthers loss and out of the playoffs. But uh, what's the fun topic of the week? Thanks, Adam. So with Christmas passing and the end of the season approaching, it's that special time of year where quarterbacks bestow wonderful gifts upon their O-line to thank them for hopefully protecting them all year. We've seen a couple of big gifts go down this year. It seems like electric scooters are the thing. Uh, I think it was, uh, I think I saw Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, and Zach Wilson all gifted some kind of modified scooters, specialized scooters to their O-line. We saw Patrick Mahomes give some golf clubs with personalized bags. Uh, I I think I even saw somewhere on Twitter that one uh, quarterback, I can't remember who it was, gave a gift of a cruise to each O-lineman that they could take in the offseason. All pretty awesome gifts. So in light of that, this week's fun topic is, if you were an NFL quarterback, what gift would you be giving your O-line this week? Mel, I'm going to start with you. I think a lot of that depends on what quarterback you are because there's wide disparity. Like if you're Deshaun Watson, you should probably give him something pretty special. But I didn't see that he gave anybody anything. Maybe At least I didn't see it reported. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. he did. Um, okay, so let's say you're Sam Darnold. You're making $18 million a year. I, well, the best thing he could probably do for them is just to have better play so they don't have to hold up for forever. That's probably the best <laughs> gift they could ever get. 
But I think a great, and I did think he gave him a great gift, the pizza oven. But I'm going to play on that. I would say I would give my O-linemen, because they're big, beefy boys, I would give them a box of, like, Kobe beef steaks. Oh, that's good. Ooh, with a, like that. And get a really nice gas grill, like a really top of the line. Yeah, that's a great gift that's idea. That's a man. great gift. I, I love that, Mel. And if you ever want to get your uh, <laughs> podcast crew gifts like that, you know, uh, I'll you take can, it. Yeah. I'll take it. Will Stradamus, what you giving your O-line? Oh, I think I would have to give them one of those really fancy um, avocado mattresses that are like 25 inches thick and they've got 18 different layers to them and they're all organic. You know, it's like Gwyneth Paltrow approved. So I think they'd be sleeping pretty well on those big old, you know, 600 pound mattresses. That'd be that'd be a sweet gift. Yeah, that is a good gift. I like, I like that too. I like 600 these 600 pounds. Good Lord. I like these. Well, Spice? I, well, I, I wanted some. Oh, I'm going to give them two gifts. Okay. The first one is the La Marzacco Linea Mini Espresso Machini. Oh, I like it. <laughs> it sounds fun. Yeah, it sounds fun. And it's, only if you pop out of the box and say it just like that. Uh, I just think I would give them espresso, nice, really nice, expensive espresso machine, get them popping up in early in the morning so they can be down at the... Uh, down at the practice facility getting better because everyone on that team needs to get better. But the second gift that I would give them is all five seasons of the A-team because I need for those boys to be, <laughs> to learn from Hannibal, Faceman, B.A., and Murdoch how to deal with some foolishness on the defensive line. I like that. And, you know, the A-team, they knew how to deal with some foolishness. So. That, that that's, <laughs> that's very thoughtful. Very thoughtful. I like that. I like that. So I'm going to go with some tailored suits. I feel like these guys got tons of money. Italian tailored suits? I, just personally tailored suits. You know, your linemen are not the guys who can go to Brooks Brothers, true. Banana Republic, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever right. you know, local spot they've got. They can't, you know, they don't have the, the super big, tall cut like the you know, O-line guys there. And uh, I remember reading a story about, uh, I think it was Alex Rodriguez, who as much as he was sort of detested in some circles in baseball, I read a story that when rookies would come up, the first thing he would do is take them to his tailor and buy and have made for each rookie. It was like, I don't know, three suits or something like that. And I always thought that was super cool thing to do because, you know, Especially some of the guys who maybe aren't making the huge contracts that the star players like in A-Rod or in our case, the quarterbacks have. Mm -hmm. Uh, A custom suit would be super nice. It would be something that, you know, they could use. These guys go to all kinds of charity events. You know, they might want to take their special someone out on a nice date looking fine. And uh, finding a suit that fits, I imagine being an O-lineman is probably a difficult thing. So. I'd say, you know, take them to uh, your local tailor and say, fit these guys up, make them look fly, and let them go. You don't want them looking like Matt Rule when they're going to dinner with their wives. We know what that looks like, right? (laughs) Yeah. We know what that looks like. Not a custom-made smock. (laughs) Yeah, not the custom smock. We want a nice tailored suit making them look really good. That's a good idea. Speaking of which, do you ever see the players arriving? What happened? Is Was that Ron Rivera's rule where they had to dress up before? Because now Josh Norman was dressed up in a suit, but the rest, they look like I, I, don't, I don't know. 
They just it, come it in. It could be. I mean, different teams and different coaches definitely have different rules. So it's rules. the different rules with the coaches. You know, uh, there's no – now I want to say is it the – there's one – is it the NBA has some – kind of no maybe not i don't know i want to say i thought i heard that there was one league that does have like a standard that you you have to abide by and i might have made i that i might have just made that up on the fly um but you know i mean it is i think too there are certain people who kind of look at it as this is my job this is business i'm here for and that's how i'm looking which is you know which is fine but on the other hand yeah you know, because I think it was Cam Newton that got in trouble that time. Did he not have on a suit or a tie? It was a tie. He was missing yeah. a tie. He was missing the tie. That's right. That must have been a Ron Rivera rule. I kind of like the rule though, but I do yeah. too. Yeah, I I like seeing what they all had on. It was always yeah. fun. Well, you y'all are talking to a Yankees fan here, and they're not even allowed to have beards on the Yankees because of the uh, management rules. So that's right. You know, they've got to have hair to a certain length, no beard, have to have a certain style looking. You know, can't can't oh, be wow. looking. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I, I agree, and I'm probably a little old-fashioned, but that's why I'm going with a tailored suit I like the quarterback. It. Those are good gift ideas, guys. <laughs> All right, Will, what's your prediction for next week's game? Well, y'all will be happy because I, I'm predicting a loss, so I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll win, uh, especially because it's a meaningless game that would mess up our our draft pick too. Um, that's these are the games that we always seem to win. So I uh, you know. I, I I don't know I, I don't I don't know if they're gonna come out and win one for the Gipper or whatever but I I just I think that um it's it's the the Saints are, are riding high off that win to the Eagles I'm sure division rivals um you know I I I just I don't think it's gonna go well and I you know I I don't know if I, I'm sure Donald will have a fine game I I don't know I don't I don't have much enthusiasm for it I hopefully won't be watching that game but. It's you know, I, I I won't be surprised to come home and see that they've lost. Is uh is Michael Thomas back? Do we know? I don't think he's ever coming back. I don't I don't know oh, what's up with him. I haven't him. kept I, up. I with think that. he I think he hurt himself again after he came back and oh, has wow. been out for a while. Yeah, got IR'd. Yeah. Well, it's in New Orleans, um, but they don't have anything to play for either. Uh, they are are they six and ten as well, or are they are they seven and they're six and nine, ten, seven I and nine. Six and ten. No, seven and seven nine, and nine. nine. Seven and nine. Excuse me. Yes, I think so. So really, we're we're, yeah. This is one of those tough situations where like I hate it because, like, really the smartest thing we could do would be a loss. Yeah. You know. Just but like, I, I think there's going to be some guys out there for the Panthers who are playing for contracts and um and and playing to win. Uh, you know, and I respect that about them. I, I think Steve Wilkes wants you know wants a win. And uh, so I, I think we're going to win it. Yeah, I, I, I think we're going to – I bet we go out there and just have a gangbuster day. And if we're going to win it, let's win it like that. Might throw 40 up on the board. Ooh. That's where I'm at. And for me, I, f- I feel, yeah, inconsequential game. Uh, it'd be better for draft picks if we just lost. But I know that that's not good for morale. It's not good. That's not what the players want. So I do feel like since we lost the last game, we'll come back and win – this one but then again we've already beat the saints once i feel like it's 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 a lot harder to sweep it's very hard to sweep a team um in your division unless you know like you're the patriots and the jets or something but in years past weren't they in the same division yeah they still are are. well i mean when they had tom brady they've been in the same division for a while yeah but i meant it was easy when they had tom brady (laughs) to beat the jets 
You know, now I'm, it's not you as know hard. I'm not a Jets fan anymore. Now but like, the, I feel I like you're the, trying to. This is one of those male digs. You? You know, I feel like this I is one of those male digs where she thinks it's going to hurt and she's trying to be nice. But I'm no, not no, hurt no, about no. it. Yeah. No, they, no, the whole time Tom Brady was there, they were in the same division. And they swept them like every time as well. A I'm lot at. of them. Yeah. And oh. here lately, the last few years without Tom Brady, they haven't been. But anyway, yeah. most of the time, it's hard to sweep. Although they've, they've collapsed epically this season, as that's, that's traditionally fun. the Jets do. Yeah. Even without Tom Brady in the division. Yeah. Like you said before, BK, it has to be something about the Jets. But anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I can see it going either way. But I think I'll predict a win. I feel like after how we played this week, it's hard. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think we're going to lose only because if we had our our full defense, I think it would be a win. And I do think people are going to be playing with enthusiasm. I think the players like like Coach Wilkes. I think they're wanting to send him out with a win. Um, you know, the, the rumors out there, there are that he won't be back. Um, but I think they want to send him out with a win and I think they're going to try real hard and I think it's going to be a close game, but unfortunately I think we were really exposed this past weekend. So as much as I want to say it's going to be a win, I just have a feeling that, um, it's going to be tough and we're going to lose a really close one. It is is there any chance that J.C. Horn's going to be back for this game? Yeah, there's a no. chance, but I don't think they're going to do it. I, I wouldn't put him With out there in a meaningless to play game. For, yeah, no. In a meaningless mm, game, I, I wouldn't put him out there. I mean, if this was win this one and you're in, I'd yeah. say you know yeah. do you know who was it? Was it um, Thomas Thomas Davis? Davis? Where they like stitched him up his whole arm and yeah. were like, go play. <laughs> Had a plate in his arm in the yeah. Super Bowl. I think it was yeah. right. Yeah. Right. I mean, like his arm looked like a football the way it was like sewn back together. <sighs> I remember um, that. Yeah, but I mean, when it's meaningless, you don't put a young guy's career yeah. on the line like right. that. And just, I I, I really want to say win, but just the way we were exposed this weekend. Yeah, I but mean, it's not Tom Brady on the other side of the It's not Tom ball. Brady, but... Who are they even, even playing as quarterback? I don't even know that it matters, though. I think it's Dalton. And they, they okay. still have Chris Olav, who's been doing really well. And the way our That's corners true. have played, I don't I don't know if they're going to be able to handle him. That's true. True, because JC shut him down. Um, yeah, he did mm-hmm. play the first time, mm-hmm. but yeah, mm. Mm. you can just tell a little bit of the winds yeah. taken out of our sails here. All right, guys, that's it. But before we end the show, we would like to thank the crew that helps make it possible: our chief program editor Susan B. Cutting, our head of culinary affairs Mo Salt, our office intern Anna Prentice, our on-call and never stalled staff urologist. IP Freely. That man's been here for a while. <laughs> and he's still going. Yeah. <laughs> our Louisiana Bayou correspondent, Ali Gator, our director of geriatric care, Liv Long, our Coastal Carolina meteorologist, Harry Kane, our Tom Brady liaison, Hugh Jass. I think he's going to stick around, too. He better. <laughs> he's my favorite staffer. <laughs> our office pipe inspector, Lee King. Our office pasta aficionado, Al Dente. And finally, our vintage jersey collector, Antique. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, before we get out of here, do y'all have anything further? Keep pounding. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. Keep pounding, everyone, and thanks so much for listening. Goodbye.